Some of you know that Jameis Winston is facing an NFL suspension. But it's such old news. Does anybody know why he's facing the suspension and will it affect Tampa Bay Buccaneers? It looks like quarterback Jameis Winston will be suspended by the NFL for the first three games of the season. But this goes from a rideshare incident back in March 2016. Let me explain what happened. In 2016, it's alleged that the driver of a rideshare, it's alleged that Jameis Winston groped her while he was a passenger inside her car. Now, at the time, Jameis Winston denied all allegations. He released a statement saying that it's false. The nature of the allegation of awareness, he said he wanted to address the false report immediately. But the NFL stepped right in. Once it was reported to the right people, the Rideshare app reported it. The NFL conducted its own investigation, and the results are being handed down this week. So right now, the NFL suspended Jameis Winston for three games. This is what led to the suspension through the investigation. This is not final. It's kind of just in response to a few reports. They really haven't made a three-game decision, but it's looking like they're going to give him a three-game suspension. It's going to be multiple games, but it looks like number three is the number that it's going to be. But as of yesterday, there was no real determination, but... It is obvious that there's something in the investigation that the league is going to give him the three-game suspension. So there must be there that's worthy of a suspension, but maybe because he didn't report it, but Rideshare did bring it up into America's attention, but Ian Rappaport reported that it's a conditional number of games for Winston, but there could be added number to the suspension when it's finalized if he don't meet certain criteria. But it's not like a Zeke Elliott situation where it was a hot six games, but it could be a lower number and up to six games. Six games, really, people's been looking at that number since Ray Rice and since the league really came out on a very tough domestic violence policy. But in that situation, they pointed to like a baseline. This is like at the number that they start at, but... Anytime it's not at that number, you're going to get people asking questions why. So we don't know what the conditions are for Jameis Winston, but not much finalized from the NFL. A lot of times today, Friday, a lot of them things drop because of the weekend and the news media, but we'll see what happens before we have a final decision from the NFL. Now, what does this mean for Tampa Bay? The first three games of the season... They face the Patriots, the Broncos, and the Bills. Now, this is probably a real tough schedule. What does this mean for the team, for Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if he is suspended? It means Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to step into a starting role. I mean, things didn't really end role at his first time with the New York Jets, but if you remember the season before that, he was really just about to get into the playoffs. So you have a guy like Fitzpatrick that was able to run down Tampa Bay last year in a backup role, reset his career, and now he's got to get comfortable in a system to be able to let the coaching staff know that he could be relied upon if there's an injury or a suspension. 
but I think he could start up and be someone's starter for a couple games, but it can be a lot worse than having people like Fitzpatrick, but not only him, you got to look at the defense. Tampa Bay's really made some adjustments in the offseason. Two years ago, they kind of played good, but it didn't really carry over into the team that they wanted to, but 2016, they were really good at the end of the season, but Hopefully Tampa Bay's can really step up and hold some some of the opponents to lower points. Hopefully Fitzpatrick can keep it close, get off to a good start. So when Jameis Winston does come back and after he serves his um, potentially three-game suspension, you should still be in a decent situation in the NFC South. So if he is suspended, whether he's facing an appeal... It could be like Ezekiel Elliott took it to the core system just like Tom Brady, but we're not going to get to that point with Jameis Winston. I don't think so because if he takes the first three games this year, his money is low. Next year they'll be paying him a lot more, but you have to follow the CBA you know, uh, protocol, and you can't even get to the court level until it's out of the NFL hands if you get no contest, but... I don't think there's really going to be a delay. I think Jameis Winston is going to take the suspension now. but And we don't even know if this is official. This is just what's going to happen, what most likely happened. But on Jameis Winston, we'll see what unfolds in the coming couple weeks or in a few days ahead. But I don't see Jameis Winston trying to appeal this decision at all. Um... Pretty much I, I see him taking the three games and kind of calling it a no contest. Just the overall money situation. Well, it's your boy Mikey. This is New England Patriots Rundown. We just ran down Jameis Winston. Oh, your boy Mikey here back again. What's going on, Patriot fans? How we doing? Holler at your boy. You know, the thing about Gronk, you know, uh, shopping and talking are totally too different things. People get it confused. Uh, you know, New England's talking to San Fran about Jimmy Garoppolo. All right. Are they talking or are they shopping? If they're in shopping, it means they're trying to get rid of a player at any price. Jimmy Garoppolo, see, he was shopped. They weren't going to be able to afford two quarterbacks on premium contracts, so they had to get rid of one of them. There was nothing you could have really done to hold on to him. Except maybe taking a lower pick to move them both out of the division. And you have to move him out of the conference. Sending him to San Fran does that. If they were trying to see where his value was at versus what he was worth to the team, and then they didn't and they didn't receive that value, well that's a whole different deal totally. Look, what Cook was getting was greater than his value to his team. He was making more money than what he was worth. Getting rid of him was just, that's just how you do it in the business. That's actually a very good business model. But I'm sure they had like people out there feeling it just to see where it would go on the trade market, like talking about Gronk, especially when he didn't commit to playing this season, so they wasn't really sure. So, of course, you're going to talk to teams. Listen, I don't know where Gronkowski's at. If I decide to trade him, are you interested, Detroit Lions? Are you interested, 
49ers? Are you interested, Tennessee Titans? Are you interested, Houston? Because I could trust your teams. That's why Belichick went that way. If there was some kind of compensation available, the fact that Gronk's still here means they weren't shopping him. So that's pretty much shopping versus talking. A lot of people confuse that. Whether, oh, they're talking to this team. They talk to a lot of teams. It's the NFL. A lot of these deals are made way beforehand, like I've been telling people. It's not made on the moment. But check it out. You know what you're listening to. Leave an Apple review. Scroll down. Stop being lazy. Hit the back button. Scroll down. Hit five stars. Hit one star. Leave a comment. It'll help me out a lot, man. And also, check out... Our other podcast, Can We Keep It Real, available on the Apple Podcast, Public Radio, now available on the Google Podcast app and the Google Play Store. Can We Keep It Real? But right now you're listening to New England Sports Rundown. It's your boy Mikey Rabello, and I hope you're enjoying your day. What's the most annoying story we heard this offseason? What do you guys think it was? Ever since the end of Super Bowl 52, there's been endless rumors. Countless stories were written about the Patriots, about how their franchise was suspect, how their future was at an all-time low. But what do you think, you know, tops tops off the offseason storyline? I mean, number one, how about Malcolm Butler's Super Bowl saga? That kind of started it off. The Patriots commanded the news a week, two weeks, probably a month after the Super Bowl, and they were the losing team. Following New England's loss to the Eagles, Malcolm Butler, well, he found himself in the center of all kind of discussion why he didn't end up playing one single defensive snap. Even till this day, the actual reason never really surfaced why Malcolm Butler didn't play one defensive snap. But that didn't stop Facebook and social media from running around with all kind of theories. Was was he suspended? Was he missing curfew? Was he sick? Did did Bill Belichick just throw the game on purpose to get back at at Brady, to get back at Malcolm Butler? Didn't want Malcolm Butler leaving shining because we all know they had kind of a suspect relationship. Got mad at, at you know, um, Robbie Kraft for, for vetoing his power? Or was he mad at Brady? Because everyone knows that Tom Burr's time was because Brady was going to retire if he won that Super Bowl. He was done. He was all done. Why do you think you've seen Tom Burr's time? Why do you think the last episode of Tom Burr's time, they had to remake it? Because it wasn't the ending that they wanted. The Malcolm Butler story will go on, and it will still continue to go on throughout the season, especially when it comes to the time when Tennessee and New England play. But after Butler calmed down, after the news on him, was it Tom Brady? Did he command the headlines? He never committed playing in 18. He missed off-season workouts for the first time ever. Was he unhappy with the Patriots? Um, None of that matters much, I mean, in the whole big look at things because Brady's present right now at mandatory minicamps and he looks like Tom Brady of old, Tom Brady of new. 
But even with all the bullshit over, over the speculation, it, it still comes up now and then. You know, are you happy with the Patriots? Are you happy with what's going on? Are you happy with how you're being treated? You know, uh, he was just on Oprah asking the same questions. Do you feel committed? Is the team responding to you? Are you appreciated? You're going to hear that throughout the whole season this year also. So we have the Malcolm Butler saga. We got, I mean, everyone's talking about Tom Brady. And then, I mean, you can't mention one superstar without talking about the other one. After the title game, Gronkowski was asked about committing in 2018. He didn't really give a clear answer. And the questions went on pretty much all off-season. And the rumors started coming out by the dozens. He's not about his future. He might retire. Is he going to freaking run to Vince McMahon, sign a $10 million for, for wrestling in the WWE? Is he going to start doing movies? I mean, Gronkowski really did not pursue either career. Instead... He ended up announcing in April that he still finds himself in the headlines on a regular basis, pretty much saying, are you going to play? Are you going to play? His house got broken into. So there's another pretty much story about a bunch of bullshit surrounding the friggin' offseason. And, and then the other story is that you have no fun in New England. I mean, New England is the most successful team ever since the salary cap ever. And has anybody ever reached eight Super Bowls under head coach? You know, Bill Belichick has. Winning five of them. It's safe to say that his approach to football, it works. Maybe not all players like his coaching style or likes the things that he does. But at the end of the day, this is a job. You have a friggin' job to do. Don't cry about doing your job. No one has fun doing their job. If you ask a lot of veteran football players, they'll tell you that they don't enjoy playing football anymore. They do it because it is a job. And then if you talk to these friggin' idiots, former Patriots Cassius Marsh, Eagles offensive Lane Johnson, both of them, I think they have one Super Bowl ring, and, and they both criticize the Patriot way. And the only one that really played for them is Cassius Marsh. So what offseason do you think was more fucked up? What is the most stupidest story? Well, thank you for listening to New England Sports Rundown. It's your boy Mikey. Don't forget, leave an iTunes review. I ain't asking you, I'm telling you. Leave one star, two stars, five stars, man. Just be fair. Take a minute out of your life. Back up. Scroll down. iTunes review. Leave a review, man. And don't forget to check out our other show, Can We Keep It Real? Available on Apple iTunes, Apple HomePod. Now available on the Google podcast app for you android listeners now you can download the google podcast app on all android devices desktop check it out can we keep it real new england sports rundown it's your boy mikey keep it funky keep it real keep it a hundred hey welcome back and happy thursday new england patriots rundown how we doing right now we're looking around the nfl 
is going to be the face of the NFL when Tom Brady retires down or whatever Tom Brady decides to do? Who is going to step boy step up? Is there going to be a golden a golden golden boy? Who is going to be? But whether you love him or hate him, you can't deny that Tom Brady right now is the face of the NFL. But he will be 40-some-odd years old this year, but who is going to step up when Tom Brady steps down? I'm real curious about this, but, um, I mean, people are already saying Baker Mayfield, but anybody that goes with Cleveland Browns, you really have they could get over that Cleveland Brown slump. But he does have Josh Gordon. He has some other players. But can he take the Cleveland Browns into being a good franchise? If he could do that, he might have the energy. He has the personality to do it. But can he make it happen? And then, I mean, Josh Rosen, I don't really know a lot about him. But the Cardinals traded up and got this guy with the, with the 10th pick. He has a lot of tools to be great, but I don't know if Arizona really has the market, has the sales to be the face of football, but he was a good pocket passer in college, but we have to see what he could do at the NFL level. J.J. Watts, I mean, he's been a three-time defensive player of the year, the NFL best non-quarterback when he's healthy, but how much... How much longer does he really have? So, I don't know if I could really keep J.J. Watts on my list as far as a face that can be the face of the NFL because he might not have too much longer left to play. In his tank, too, he gets hurt a lot. I mean, it will it be Ezekiel Elliott? Can he be good enough? I mean, he didn't really have a good season. I mean, he has a good brand around him. He had a good 2017 before he got hurt. It looks like he has a very, very good offensive line. But he relates to the kids. He speaks out. And he knows how to speak to the media. To be the face of anything, you have to be the face of... For the NFL, you have to be a golden boy. You have to be the golden parachute. But... We'll see what happens with Elliott. But I wonder about Sam Donaldson. The Jets picked him, I think, number three. He was a star at UFC, played in Southern California. Now he's over there in New York. But we're not sure if he could play in a, in a good-sized market, if he could even make it big. Now, a lot of these guys are still young. We don't even know if they can, if they can mold into an NFL quarterback. Jared Goff is somebody that I really feel who can be the face of the NFL. I know he can win Super Bowls, MVPs, and he's playing in L.A. It's a market full of stars. He can very well be that same star. Barkley, another one. Just came to New York. He's leading the league in jersey sales. And I don't even think he played a snap on the field yet. But we'll see if him and Elliot will challenge for multiple Russian tails. But let them play a little NFL first. But, you know, a lot of these guys are young. A lot of these guys are unproven. But some of these guys don't even have the shot to live up to the hype. And some of these guys can't even handle it. 
Here's a player that would have won the MVP, Carson Wentz. <clears throat> Danny Torres, ACL. He's got a good head coach in Peterson. Super Bowl champions. All eyes are going to be in Philadelphia on Carson Wentz. How many weapons does he have to work for? Mike Wallace, Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey. Is a, he has an awesome offensive line. He could be the next. It, will they be another dynasty? I'm not really sure, but Carson Wentz could be the face of the NFL. Aaron Donald, I really doubt, has a shot to be the face of the NFL. I think he had like 39 sacks, but now he's playing with the Rams and he's starting. He's got a Dominican Sue by his side, so we'll see if he could step up. But a Dominican Sue, that could go... That could go backwards on you, but we'll see if they're going to be the leagues of the best defense. Now, Aaron Rodgers, he's kind of the co-face now with Tom Brady. And like Brady and J.J. Watts, how much more can Aaron Rodgers be around? I mean, he might still have a couple years after Brady retires, but then again, Brady might outlive Aaron Rodgers' career. I mean, Aaron Rodgers might stick around. But I'm not sure who's going to be the face when Tom Brady retires. Will it be Julian Edelman with his Super Bowl rings? Will he stick around and continue to have better catches? Will he be able to, you know, win more Super Bowls? LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette Blunt has three, three Super Bowl rings now. He's two Super Bowl rings away from Brady. I mean, he don't have a face everybody can love. But does he have a face the NFL could love? Rob Gronkowski. Like, here's a man, but then you don't know how much he has left in his tank, how much he's going to continue to be dominant and play strong. Well, who do you think is going to be the face of the NFL? Leave a comment below. Like, subscribe. Go to Apple iTunes and leave a review if you're hearing this on the podcast. If you're hearing this on YouTube, go down, leave an Apple iTunes review, leave any review that you can. Check us out, now available on the Google Podcast app, as well as seven other podcasts, public radio, all type of different apps. It's your boy Mikey Rebello, and this is Can We Keep It Real? New England Patriots Sports Rundown. Hey, welcome back and happy Thursday, New England Patriots Rundown. How we doing? Right now we're looking around the NFL. And who is going to be the face of the NFL when Tom Brady retires down or whatever Tom Brady decides to do? Who is going to step boy step up? Is there going to be a golden a golden golden boy? Who is going to be? But whether you love him or hate him, you can't deny that Tom Brady right now is the face of the NFL. But he will be 40-some-odd years old this year, but who is going to step up when Tom Brady steps down? I'm real curious about this, but, um, I mean, people are already saying Baker Mayfield, but anybody that goes with Cleveland Browns, you really have they could get over that Cleveland Brown slump. But he does have Josh Gordon. He has some other players. But can he take the Cleveland Browns into being 
a good franchise. If he could do that, he might have the energy. He has the personality to do it, but can he make it happen? And then, I mean, Josh Rosen, I don't really know a lot about him, but the Cardinals traded up and got this guy with the, with the 10th pick. He has a lot of tools to be great, but I don't know if Arizona really has the market, has the sales to be the face of football, but he was a good pocket passer in college, but we have to see what he could do at the NFL level. J.J. Watts, I mean, he's been a three-time defensive player of the year. The NFL best non-quarterback when he's healthy, but how much, how much longer does he really have? So, I don't know if I could really keep J.J. Watts on my list as far as a face that can be the face of the NFL because he might not have too much longer left to play in his tank too. He gets hurt a lot. I mean, it will it be Ezekiel Elliott? Can he be good enough? I mean, he didn't really have a good season. I mean, he has a good brand around him. He had a good 2017 before he got hurt. It looks like he has a very, very good offensive line, but he relates to the kids. He speaks out and he knows how to speak to the media. To be the face of anything, you have to be the face of, for the NFL, you have to be a golden boy. You have to be the golden parachute. But we'll see what happens with Elliott. But I wonder about Sam Donaldson. The Jets picked him, I think, number three. He was a star at UFC, played in Southern California. Now he's over there in New York. But we're not sure if he could play in a, in a good-sized market, if he could even make it big. Now, a lot of these guys are still young. We don't even know if they can if they can mold into an NFL quarterback. Jared Goff is somebody that I really feel who can be the face of the NFL. I know he can win Super Bowls, MVPs, and he's playing in L.A. It's a market full of stars. He can very well be that same star. Barkley, another one. Just came to New York. He's leading the league in jersey sales. And I don't even think he played a snap on the field yet. But we'll see if him and Elliott will challenge for multiple rushing tails. But let him play a little NFL first. But, you know, a lot of these guys are young. A lot of these guys are unproven. But some of these guys don't even have the shot to live up to the hype, and some of these guys can't even handle it. Here's a player that would have won the MVP, Carson Wentz. <clears throat> then he tore his ACL. He's got a good head coach in Peterson, Super Bowl champions. All eyes are going to be in Philadelphia on Carson Wentz. How many weapons does he have to work for? Mike Wallace, Aguilar. Alshon Jeffrey, is a, he has an awesome offensive line. He could be the next. It, will they be another dynasty? I'm not really sure. But Carson Wentz could be the face of the NFL. Aaron Donald, I really doubt, has a shot to be the face of the NFL. I think he had like 39 sacks, but now he's playing with the Rams and he's starting. He's got a Dominican Sioux by his side. So we'll see if he could step up, but Adamic and Sue, that could go that could go backwards on you. But we'll see if they're gonna be the leagues of the best defense. Now Aaron Rodgers, 
he's kind of the co-face now with Tom Brady. And like Brady and J.J. Watts, how much more can Aaron Rodgers be around? I mean, he might still have a couple years after Brady retires, but then again, Brady might outlive Aaron Rodgers' career. I mean, Aaron Rodgers might stick around. But I'm not sure who's going to be the face when Tom Brady retires. Will it be Julian Edelman with his Super Bowl rings? Will he stick around and continue to have better catches? Will he be able to, you know, win more Super Bowls? LeGarrette Blount. LeGarrette Blount has three, three Super Bowl rings now. He's two Super Bowl rings away from Brady. I mean, he don't have a face everybody can love. But does he have a face the NFL could love? Rob Gronkowski, like here's a man, but then you don't know how much he has left in his tank, how much he's going to continue to be dominant and play strong. Well, who do you think is going to be the face of the NFL? Leave a comment below, like, subscribe, go to Apple iTunes and leave a review if you're hearing this on the podcast. If you're hearing this on YouTube, go down, leave an Apple iTunes review, leave any review that you can. Check us out, now available on the Google Podcast app, as well as seven other podcasts, public radio, all type of different apps. It's your boy, Mikey Ribello, and this is Can We Keep It Real? New England Patriots Sports Rundown.